Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of, Un- of Midweek Mind Candy. Almost got me there. We are so glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you sit back and relax, enjoy this day with us, and leave inspired and uh, wondering, thinking about how the word we're going to talk about today fits into your life. How do you own it? How do you model it? What does it mean to you? My name is Stacy Johnston. Honored to be here with you, and equally as honored as always to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great. I am. I'm blessed. Everybody here is happy and healthy and doing great, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. How are you? I'm doing well. Same thing. You know, loving. Things are just kicking off. You know, I notice. When I look around and go into school right now, the school supplies are all out and everybody's getting ready to start back to school and that whole energy is cooking, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I think about all the things that people are fixing to learn. What are the kids fixing to learn? And, you know, I, I hope that in that is, is some great communication, right? Learning how that it's okay to have a safe conversation, to have a thought, to have an opinion, to not be to feel like you don't have a voice and can't have a voice. I think we're missing that right now, and people are looking for a place to have a voice, right? So I hope that becomes a part of this next year for so many people. And I feel like if we can engage an audience to enjoy these conversations with us, then it provides at least a free space for that, to have those conversations where there's no pressure, there's no judgment, there's no other way. How about you, Cass? What are these conversations about for you? You know, I think, I hope that it opens people's eyes, right? Because you hear all the time, oh, everybody's different, everybody thinks differently. But I think until you really get into specifics, right, like like these conversations, you don't realize how different people really are, and I think it's beautiful. I love to hear the difference of opinions. I love I love that concept. Just just the safety in it. I think it's great. I love it. I'm glad that you appreciate it and that it adds something, you know, to your life and your day and your thought process. Let's get this show on the road today. We have a gentleman joining us. He has uh, agreed to come back and return as a guest. He's a guest on our Uncaped Heroes podcast, and we are glad to have him back for this conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Mitch Griffin, how are you? Oh, I'm doing awesome, Miss. Uh, Stacy, thank you for having me. Um, just listening to you guys, I, I love the differences in who we are. I was thinking of the scripture, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And it's so true. We, we're, we're individuals. We all have individual fingerprints. We're like snowflakes. There's, we're not, nobody's the same. None of us are the same. Uh, yet there's many ways we are the same. So it's just an interesting conversation we're going to have, I hope, today. Mm, I can't wait. All right, let's get it underway. Today we're going to talk about grace. So when you hear the word grace, Mitch, what's your first thought? Well, I grew up in the church, so I heard all my life, grace is an acronym for God's riches at Christ's expense. Um, Again, I've heard that all my life, but what does that even mean? Uh, If you've 
anybody that listens to me, follows me at all, know I'm a word guy, so I love definitions. And this is one that I'm going to have to look up. The, the Strong's Concordance definition of grace is God's divine influence on the human heart and its reflection in the life. So grace mm-hmm. to me is simply my father's influence. I call him daddy. It's daddy's mm-hmm. influence. He's constantly seeking to influence us, to, to speak to us, to guide us, to direct us for our good, for our benefit. And, and that's what grace is to me. Mm. I love that. I like it. I, I can own that as a Christian and, a, and as a sound believer myself. I own that concept of grace wholeheartedly. Kathy, how about you? When you hear the word grace, what's your thought? I mean, I too wholeheartedly agree with that. But for me, grace is more about compassion. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more about forgiveness, right? Because mm-hmm. coming from and coming from a, a side of of recovery, right? Grace mm-hmm. is a necessity because if you can't forgive yourself and give yourself grace, you're never going to get over it. Right. So for me, it's more of, it's a, it's a burden, right? It's a giving yourself compassion. It's giving yourself a break. It's mm-hmm. giving other people a break because you don't know, right? You just don't know. So mm-hmm. for me, it's more of a, a verb, right? It's a, I like that. I love that. Action. I love that. And as you were talking, I'm sorry. Please do. No, No, but as you were talking, as you you mentioned giving grace to yourself, you know, I'm a firm believer, and I've seen this in my own life, that we can only give away what we have received. You know, so in order to give grace, we have to have received grace and embrace that grace, truly received it for ourselves, and then I'm able to be gracious and give grace to others in my life. I mean, how, how graceless is much of the world that we live in? And, and I feel like, and I love what you said, because if we don't know how to give grace to ourselves, we certainly can't give it to anybody else. Mm, beautiful. So much truth in that statement. So much truth in that statement. I think we are the last people that we give grace to. Mm-hmm. Right. I think for me, grace is the last step in forgiveness. It, it's next. Right? I mean, that's what we want. We want grace. We want God to say, what's well, him? Right? Yeah. That's what we yeah. want. That's what we, he's promised us, and that's what we expect, and that's what we want, right? So isn't that the end of forgiveness, right? The person is acknowledging that you got hurt, and then there's accepting that apology, but that apology always has a boundary, 
right? Always has a memory. Mm-hmm. And then there's forgiveness, right? And forgiveness is good and forgiveness is deep, but it still has a boundary. It has a lesson. Grace is let not go. Yes. Grace is, grace is what's in, right? But that's mm-hmm. what we want. Until we can, like you said, until we can accept that we get that, it's very hard to give that, but that's what we want. And so how can we, in heart, expect what we're not willing to give? I love it. I mean, to me also, grace is a gift. Grace is a gift. You know, Scripture, I'm, I'm a pastor, and I quote Scripture. Ephesians 2 says, for, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and not of your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that nobody can boast. So receiving the grace, it, it's a gift. And, and I don't know about you guys, but, man, I, I still struggle to receive gifts. I have a hard time. I'm getting better, but I have a hard time when somebody just wants to give me something, no strings attached, truly give a gift. And I think that's why many of us struggle to truly receive the grace, the forgiveness of God, is because we just don't know how to receive. We want to question it. Yeah, too good to be true. Yeah, we don't just want to openly receive blessings. We want to go, but why? Why this way? Why me? Why that? Yeah, I don't deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, so let's step outside the box. Let's take grace out of the concept that we're in right now, and let's take grace out here in the world. Mm. Okay? Where does grace... Right, I mean, it's easy. When, for me, it's easy to take these words and look at the big picture, right? Grace for me means giving you the grace to be who you are because that's what I want. I want to watch you walk your walk and sing your song and dance your dance, but I want you to allow me to do the same. Right? And so yep. that, that human grace of noble intent, right, just giving people the grace of noble intent that 99.8% of the people in this world get up every day just like you and me, just trying to get to tomorrow. Yeah. To get it done, to pay the bills, to feed their families, to do it right, to go to work, to do all the things that they feel like they need to do. Right? And so, but we don't, we don't see that. We see their mood or their attitude or their position. We go, who messed in your cornflakes this morning? Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it has nothing to do with you 99.8% of the time. But we Absolutely. don't give people that intent or that grace to go, you good? Is there anything I can do for you? <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Be the next one that's nice to the lady in line at the dollar store because everybody else you've watched has been ugly to that poor lady. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I feel like that's, that's how we own grace in the world that we live in, right? Outside of that part that's so deep in our heart in this world that we're in. How about you, Cassie? How do you how do you live grace on a day to day basis? Well, I will give you an example. <laughs> the other day, we went to the gas station, and there's the gas station a couple miles from my house. And there's usually the same people that work in there all the time. And there's a new girl in there, and she's been in there for a month or so. And I went in there, and this girl had her hood on. And she was just, she just looked sad, you know what I mean? When I got up to the register and I said, are you okay? 
And she just looked at me, and she got these big old tears in her eyes, and she started crying, and she was like, no. And I was like, okay. I said, well, do you need a hug? Mm. And the look of shock on this girl's face that some stranger was going to give her a hug was just, <laughs> she couldn't wrap her head around it. She was mm-hmm. like, no, no, what? Mm. I was like, you look like you need a hug. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Yeah, and there was like seven people in front of us in line, right? And every one of them had gone up there. Nobody noticed it. Nobody noticed that she was just on the verge of tears, right? Mm. And I I don't know. I felt so bad. So the next couple of times, every time I've gone back in there, I find her and I'm like, are you good? Are you having a good day? Are you better today? Mm. I love that. But, you know, she just, I've never seen anybody's reaction to somebody offering to hug them like that. Like, it shocked me. That she was so shocked? Yeah, I was like, wow. Well, because it's so uncommon. Yeah. It is. I love that. It it, it is. I I love that, too. I think that's wonderful. You know, I heard a, a gentleman the other day talking about a napkin and he said I got a visual on a napkin today and I said all right what's that and he said a napkin is about grace and I said all right let's talk about that and he said he said when we eat he said let's act like we're eating barbecue right we're going to get it all over your face right but that's sin that that's the stuff we get all over our face right the things that we do in our life and the choices that we make so sooner or later we got to reach for a napkin or we get to ask for one and there's forgiveness Right? And there's, there's atonement. And then we clean it up. We clean up the mess, and we wipe it all away, and that's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But so many times we stick the napkin in our pocket, and we tuck it under our sleeve, and we never throw it away. So we carry it around with us all this time. Throw the napkin away. That's grace. Hmm. As you were talking, I just, I've been to barbecue joints, and they'll bring out hot, wet rags. Yeah, and that's that's a perfect napkin just to wipe all that gook away. I love that. I've never thought about a napkin as grace, but I'll never forget that. Me either. Every time I pick up a napkin, <laughs> you know, and I watch my mom. I watch my mom use a Kleenex and instinctively stick it in her pocket. You know, or yeah. under the sleeve of her shirt. That's what we did in church, right? Stuck it under your sleeve, so you didn't leave it. And uh, I thought, ah, oh, throw the napkin away, mom. Hmm. Beautiful. All right, let's go one more. We're parents here, right? We got kids and grandkids. I, I have crossed the threshold. I am now a loving, beloved grandmother, um, and I love watching my kids be grown-ups. Uh, I, I love the fact that I'm going to get to all watch them all go, all go to heaven. So, right? Amen. I'll take that. Amen. As a parent, when you're modeling and you're teaching your children grace, well, how do you do that? Great <clears throat> question. Mitch, you go first. Oh, man. I've got three boys, 16, 13, and 9. So I get to model grace multiple times every day, or not. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, I, I keep saying the same thing. You can only give away what you received. And, and the more I receive the grace of my Father, the more I receive his love and his forgiveness, 
the more I, I know I've got to demonstrate that to my boys. I mean, so just so many stories are popping in my mind. But, you know, again, I know this is going to be aired, so I don't want to uncover any of my boys specifically. But I mean, there's just situations that occur, you know, things that happen. I'm like, what in the world are you thinking? Uh, and in the past, I have a story that comes to mind. I'm not going to share details, but I, I caught one of my sons doing something. And my first initial response was, literally, I, I had this feeling, just kick the door open, take that phone, and smash it to bits. But I thankfully took those thoughts captive, and I was like, all right, God, how do I, how do I handle this? What do I do? And as he's so faithful to, he began to give me alternative ways of dealing with that situation. So I literally just walked away a little later in the evening, I said, hey, buddy, I saw this, and I want you to know. And I just had a conversation with him, just talked. Because grace is also, I believe, teaching, education. You know, we think of discipline, at least I did in the world I grew up in. Discipline was getting your tail beat. But right. you know, what has that, really, that ever really taught us? It never taught me anything. So I want to truly discipline, instruct my children. So I look at every opportunity like that, hopefully I try to look at every opportunity like that, as a, a means of conversation where I can bring instruction and guidance and understanding to my boys. You know, had I kicked the door in and broke his phone, what, what good would that have done? Absolutely nothing. But it, I find over time of doing this now, my relationship with my children has changed. I mean, my boys will come to me and talk to me about things. They, they seek my advice on how to deal with situations because they now know me as a father who's going to help them, not hurt them. And so that, to me, is demonstrating grace in dealing with our kids. And it's, it's been a journey for me to learn how to do that, I'll be honest, because um, that was not what was modeled for me, and I've had to overcome that. Um, but I love, I love being a father. I love teaching my boys, and I could talk forever on this because that literally something happened last week with my youngest where, you know, a situation arose and, and we were able, you know, he, he is my, his mother and I were able just to walk and talk him through this thing and, and such relief on his face. You know, he, he literally felt better after the conversation. And, and to me, that's, that's grace. That's disciplining with grace. You walk away feeling better, feeling lighter, and not under guilt and shame and condemnation because you screwed up. But no, that, there's a, it's an opportunity to learn and to grow, and, and that's what I want to do. And that's what I attempt to do as I administer discipline with grace to my boys. Amen. What a beautiful picture of parenting. Now, they don't, don't think I've got it all together. I'm still learning, but, but that's what I want. That's my goal. I, you know, I've been a parent for 36 years and not one Parent of the Year award hanging on my wall. So I got high five, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still in the process. Yeah, in the process, right? I, I, like I said, I love being a parent, and my kids have turned out to be amazing human beings, right? And uh, I'm proud of all of them and, and what they are and who, what they've accomplished and how they raised their children, you know? 
it's it's just a beautiful thing to see. So I love I love the idea of grace in parenting, right? Not something a lot of people think about. Kathy, how about you? You got three little ones at home, right, under the age of ten, coming up, and you're you're homeschooling, and you've got this little farm. You've got all these things you do with your children. How do you teach them grace? Well, it's so, okay, I have never been a sugarcoat the situation kind of mom, right? I mean, I've always, I just, I'm real with it. This is, this is what's going to happen if you do this, and so now that you know the consequence, you have the choice whether you want to do that or not, right? I've, I've never been a beat around the bush kind of mom. And so when my children make the decision knowing knowing the consequence, right, mm. my, my job is to show compassion, right? Like, just like I said, it's, it's compassion. It's compassion for the fact that, you know, it's, I told my husband, I said, I never want my kids to get in trouble and think, oh, my God, my mom's going to kill me. I always want them to go, oh, I need to call mom. Absolutely. Love that. Right. Yeah. I, I, never, I never want them to be afraid of what's, what's going to happen, right? And I always tell them, I don't care what happened. I, I don't care. I'm not going to ever love you any less. But you have to tell me. Right. You got to tell me the truth. Mm. And so, you know, and kids, kids are kids, right? My, my son is going to be nine in August and he is a very, he's a very special soul, right? He's very empathetic, he's very compassionate and he is a he could teach lessons on grace, right? Because this is the he was in jujitsu, right? And he had a kid in that class that was just a bully, right? And he was just kind of a punk. And he told me one day, I picked him up from class and he said, Well, I think that kid I think he's just having bad days. Hmm. And I said, well, What do you mean? He said, Well, he's never happy when he comes to class. He's never smiling. He's never in a good mood. He said, so I think he's mean because he's having bad days. Wow. And from that day, his view on that kid changed and compassion took over. And now him and that kid are friends. Hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, Very beautiful. Good job, Mom. You've taught him that. <laughs> I have tried. <laughs> Cassie's business niche is called Guided by Grace. Amen. Guided by Grace. I love it. Yep. As you Amen. were talking, I, years ago, I heard someone, we were having a conversation. He said, yeah, they're EGRs. I said, what's an EGR? He said, extra grace required. <laughs> so there, there are those people that require a little extra grace, the EGR. <laughs> I am talking right now and down. 
<laughs> I need that tattooed on my forehead. An <laughs> extra grace required. I love that. <laughs> we all have those people. You know, we all meet people yeah. in our lives. Sometimes, sometimes we are those people. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I might have been that person from time to time in my life along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, Parenting I really like that. Point is one area I need more self-grace. The most self-grace. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, there's one area in my life I feel the most incompetent. It's in being a father, being a parent. Mm. So as somebody that's got to the other side of that, I will promise you both that God will give you every single thing you need one day at a time to raise those babies. Right? Raise them to believe they Right, don't worry that they're in this crazy world because God knows what he's doing and he designed them for exactly this time. Mm-hmm. And he chose he chose you to be their parents because he knew that you could give them what they needed to face the biggest challenges in their lives. So be honored that God gave them to you. Mm-hmm. Raise them up to be David's and Esther's and Peter's. Right? They can do it. He I led them to you for that. a while. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. It will all... like, you know, my, my job as a mom is not to get my kids into Harvard, it's to get them into heaven. So we're going to have a conversation about this. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> this, I think this has to do with grace, but it, just in my, my journey, one day I was talking, praying, and, and God told me, he said, look, I don't need you to be a perfect father. I need you to model perfectly repentance. Amen. That completely, completely changed my perspective. I can't be a perfect Amen. father, but I can perfectly model repentance wow. when I screw up. That's a good one. That's a lot of. That's one thing that a lot of parents never own is that moment when they were in fact wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, and there'd be a lot to say about that. You know, ooh, that's good. That's good. And you know, take the pressure off all the parents out there. You don't have to be the perfect parent. You don't have to be the best dad in the world. You just got to be the best dad for your kids. Yeah. And repent. When you get it wrong, repent. Absolutely. There's that grace, right? He went on to say, you know, your kids are going to fail. So they need to see what it looks like. They need to see a model of you failing and correcting it. Oh, amen. Cassie has a pretty sound model in her house about failing. You want to share that with him, Cassie? Um, there's no such thing as failure in this house. It's a lesson, right? As long as you oh. fail forward. As long as you fail forward and you take the lesson from what just happened, there's no such yeah. thing as a loss. All right. We win no or we learn. There's no such thing as a failure if you learn from it. Mm-hmm. Failing forward. Like it, and again, how many times does again, how many times does grace fall into that act right there? Allowing your children to fail forward is its own level of grace. Yes. I mean, you that you were my life a long time ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe the relationship would have been different. Maybe God said, "Now's the time." That's right. That's right. Well, I just, uh, you know, I love when I get a hold of people like you who have these just golden nuggets 
and what would life have looked like if we have all had those people in our life 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, so I want to be that. You know, back to, I love your story in, in the gas station. I want to be that for everybody that I can because I didn't have it. Amen. Amen. Be the thing that you've always wanted the most or needed the most. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Again, there's such self that keeps rolling back. Well, God, I can all day. This has been a lot of fun. But with respect to you, Mitch, and your time and your day and, and our audience, we are going to have to find a place to wind down. So I would love for you to always remember that we're brought to you by guided by grace and enlighten up. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to have a conversation with us, you got a word you want to talk about, or you just need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say. So please reach out to us at herobuilder2020 gmail.com. I am going to start my close by saying thank you so much, Mitch, for your willingness to join us today and the grace that you showed just in the transparency of your conversation. I so appreciate you and your perspective and your walk. And like I said, I, I love to watch the light that you shine out there. So thank you for the opportunity to get to share that space with you. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today with grace? You with a challenge. So we've been talking about about grace, and one of the hardest things to do is give grace to yourself. Mm. So my challenge for our audience today is to think about that one situation that you just can't, you can't seem to get past, right? That one, you're, you're, you're hung up on something you said or something that happened, and give yourself a little bit of grace, right? Nobody's perfect. See if that doesn't change how you look at it. I love your challenges, Kathy. They're so simple and so profound. You know, just just a minute. All right? I love it. Thank you, as always, Kathy, for your time and your wisdom. I'm always so greatly appreciative of you. Mitch, we would be honored if you'd take the show and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today with grace? Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. Receive his grace. Just open your heart. He's not holding any of it against you. First John 1 John 1.9 is one of my favorite verses. If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There's that hot, wet napkin. Just wiping it away. Receive his grace. Daddy loves you. And then give it away to everybody you meet. <laughs> 